in the high desert in the great American Southwest. I'm Art Bell. Slamming into your radio like a supercharged nanoparticle of unobtainium. My name is George Van. I'm Richard Serrett. This is Connie Willis. I'm George Norrie. Welcome to Coast to Coast Day. It's great to be here. Welcome to Coast to Coast PM, the number one unofficial Coast to Coast AM podcast. We are two brothers who analyze the world's largest overnight paranormal radio show known as Coast to Coast AM. My name is Paul, and I'm the guy that listens to this inexplicable radio show here with my brother. Hey, it's Chris. I'm the Uncle Ho to your Uncle Sam, and that we used to fight a whole lot, Paul, but we don't really anymore. That is true. We don't. We just we just love each other. It's all kindness from here on out, right? Yes. Kindness and love. Uncle Ho is a reference to Ho Chi Minh. Did anyone call him Uncle Ho at the time? Is that a thing? I just looked it up, and that's what everyone called him in Vietnam. That is interesting. Well, Chris, you are right in that we are talking about Vietnam today. Today's episode is going to be about the red light demons of Vietnam. Red light demons? Mm-hmm. Is it because of their red eyes? No, it is going to be a tale about a special set of night vision goggles that allowed soldiers to see demons during the Vietnam War. Now, this is fascinating. I- I've never heard about this. So it was I, actually yeah. pretty apt that I went with a Vietnam War leader. It was, yeah. I didn't actually tell you this was Vietnam War, but it is about the Vietnam War. Yeah, this is going to be Ian Punnett's interview with Mark Anthony on July 8th, 2023. Is this Mark Anthony the singer, Paul? This is not. This is Mark Anthony the psychic lawyer, Chris. Oh, a a little different than a Latino uh, music singer. Yes. So Mark Anthony is known as the psychic lawyer. He is actually trademarked that. Um, so don't try and use it because he will sue you. There can't be too many psychic lawyers out there, but I imagine there are a few. It was apparently enough to where he needed to trademark the name. So we'll we'll definitely yeah, be no digging doubt. into that. Yeah. But before we get there, Chris, we do have to check in with our good friend Tim Penal at the Coast to Coast AM blog. Tim Time. And this is our first Tim Time since actually meeting Tim Penal. So this is momentous. This is this is maybe the best Tim time ever then, right? Yeah, we know Tim now. We can act, When I say our good friend Tim Benoel, I'm not totally bullshitting because we have met him. Yes. Which is great. Yes. So, And he was a, a very delightful fellow, and we do appreciate him doing that interview with us. We hope everyone enjoyed it, too. It was fun for us, so hopefully it was fun for the listeners. A tip of the hat to Mr. Benoel. Tip of the hat to Tim. Now for our Tim time this week. Hoping to become Spider-Man, Bolivian boy lets Black Widow bite him. You know what? To be fair to this Bolivian child, we all have seen now countless scenes of Peter Parker getting bit by a spider and becoming Spider-Man. We've all seen that. Well, and it gets rebooted every five years. So I think you're right. Like it's just beaten into our brains. And they got the cartoons now, so it's even made for children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like we're going to really... start putting disclaimers. Please, kids, do not go to a Black Widow spider and have it bite you. You will die 
you will not turn into spider do you think this has happened with any other superheroes like someone is a big fan of the joker and jumps in a giant vat of toxic waste i think that was the riddler who was the vat of toxic waste no no it's the joker that's why his skin turned white wasn't it oh is that maybe the jack we're we're going into ancient batman lore it doesn't matter i'm a jack nicholson fan it's fine all right from the article chris an eight-year-old boy in Bolivia is lucky to be alive after he allowed a black widow to bite him in the hopes of becoming Spider-Man. According to a local media report, the ill-advised attempt at acquiring superpowers occurred late last month in the town of Vichaloma. While playing outside one afternoon, the youngster stumbled upon a black widow under a rock and recalling Spider-Man's iconic origin story, the boy proceeded to place the venomous arachnid on his hand and agitated it into biting him. Wow, dude. That was never, even as a child, was never my first thought when I saw a spider. Hey, let me grab that. It was either, I'm going to smush the crap out of that, or I'm running the other way. Well, and the thing, too, with the Black Widow, if this kid lives in a Black Widow region, his parents really should have told him that those things are deadly. I mean, like, we grew up around brown recluses, and I feel like from a very young age, I knew that a brown recluse yeah. was bad news. No, you're quite you're quite right. I mean, we learned about how you could see the violin on their back mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, I'm pretty sure our mom showed us so a picture a very of like good a point. Yeah, our mom showed us a picture of like a rotting arm at one point, I think, to scare us about them. Yeah, uh, she was like, don't mess around with this. This is what will happen if you get bit by a brown recluse and I'm still terrified to him to this day. Yeah, I am too, dude. Like they're not where I live anymore. And I'm thankful for that. But when I was where they were, I was checking my stuff regularly because I did not want to get bit. Not messing with a brown recluse. All right, let's keep going. After being stuck, struck by the spider, the aspiring superhero captured the creature in a jar and headed home to await the development of his web slinging abilities. Did Spider-Man keep the spider as a pet that bit him no he didn't not that i'm i don't know of any i mean there's a million different versions of spider-man now in the multiverse but i'm not aware of any where he like keeps it as a pet alas the boy's dreams were dashed rather quickly as around three hours later he began experiencing extreme muscle contractions and felt intense pain throughout his body Aiming to prevent similar incidents from occurring in the future, Vasquez implored parents to speak to their children about the consequences of trying to replicate the classic comic book story. Strangely enough, this is not the first time such a misguided event has occurred in Bolivia, as back in 2020, three boys needed to be hospitalized after they also tried to procure superpowers by having a Black Widow bite them. Bolivians really into Spider-Man, huh? Dude, apparently it's real hot for him. So, but here's the thing, dude. This spider has to be radioactive. It can't be just deadly. Yeah, that they're all going for black widows is a yeah. little terrifying. Like, if it was any anyone who gets bit by a black widow turns into Spider-Man, we have people flying around everywhere, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It needs to be a special spider. Yeah. Not just does. any old any old out in the wild spider, dude. You need science nerds. To have them in little little plastic containers. Yeah, dude, it's got to be from Oswald Corp or whatever the hell that's called. Yeah, o- Oscorp. 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 All right, well, next up, Chris, a little bit of housekeeping. You can support the show on our Patreon by following the link in the show notes uh, to get early access to episodes and exclusive patrons-only episodes. I think we have seven 
total patrons only episodes up now. It feels right. Uh, and you can sign up for as little as $2 a month. If you don't have any cash to throw our way, that's totally cool. You can support us by giving us five stars on Apple Podcasts and leaving a review or dropping us five stars on Spotify if that's where you listen. And then just subscribing, subscribing everywhere. Even if you don't use the app, just subscribe. Um, and you can send us your positive vibes to c2cpmpod at gmail.com or find us at Reddit uh, on Coast to Coast PM's subreddit, all that is in the show notes. The last piece that I'm trying to get better at, Chris, is the list of Patreons. I have another batch of Patreons I'm going to read through. I'm not going to do all of them because that would suck for all of you. So We uh, love our patrons, folks. Want to give a special shout out to RD, QWERTY, John B, Chris S, Ben, Sean K, Christian, Ray, Nick H, Ryan B, Jordan G, Casey U, Tom, Daniel, and Susan. Thank you all. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for, for supporting us. And I will be better at this moving forward. And everyone's going to get their shout out. So don't worry. We love our Patreons, folks. All right, Chris, are you ready for the episode? I don't even know what to think right now, dude. I, you, you got, we got demons. We got tech to see demons. Like, there's a lot to be excited about this. You got the Vietnam War going on in the background. This is crazy stuff. Yeah, and I picked this because, well, number one, I love Ian Punnett. Ian's fantastic. Uh, he's one of my favorite hosts. And also, I had never heard of this. I was like, what is this? So I thought it would be fun to talk through. It's brand new. Brand new thing. This is This is some crazy stuff, dude. Like, how has this not been made into a movie by Hollywood? This is incredible. And we're gonna find out but uh today we're gonna be listening to Ian Punnett's interview with Mark Anthony like I mentioned he is the psychic lawyer trademarked and is the author of the best-selling books The Afterlife Frequency, Evidence of Eternity, and Never Letting Go. So to the episode Chris we're gonna kick things off with Ian Punnett setting the stage here by talking about waves. So he's just gonna get us in the mood for what we think possibly could be happening all right. When I was in college I had a a physics professor, I think I got a D, but I had a physics professor who I loved. So he, he was, his life was light. He would say, everything is a wave. He said, you you a wave, I'm a wave, everything a wave. And and I that was the be- best explanation I've ever gotten, that everything is a wave because of quantum physics and because of the the energy forces that we can't see. Uh, we take it for granted, but that everything is a wave. The, this table wave, you a wave, your call wave, everything a wave. So um, I, I've always loved that about it, and I love that way of thinking about it. Now I come to this, the the story of the Vietnam red light demons. And I say Vietnam, meaning that that was the first recorded instance of it. I got the vibrations. No, that's kind of true, though, right? We are all waves, man. We're just waves, man. We're, We're just, just waves. A bunch of waves, man. I have no problem with that. You I love me? that. It was all about the vibrations and the string theory, dude. Let's go. Yeah. Which right. is a, a so great I'm not sure, though, how everybody is waves equals demons in Vietnam. No, don't worry. We're gonna get there. We're gonna okay. get there. Uh, all right. All right. I was so. Like, I did it. He didn't really explain the connection and he just dove right into it. He was like, uh, so we're all waves, man. 
And that's how I get to the red demons. I just wanted to make sure that was framed appropriately, that we're all waves before we talk about the red demons. That was an important part, and it's it'll it'll frame the conversation. So let's get to the story of the red demons. And this is all going to start off with the military deciding to use red night vision goggles. And Chris, you're familiar with normal night vision, right? It's great. Looks great. Yeah. 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 I, listen, and I remember night vision back in the 90s, and it was crap. Now, yeah. I imagine that the military had some nicer stuff, but like today's night vision is not what the night vision of the 90s was. And <laughs> let alone what the night vision of the 70s were. You know, whenever I think of night vision, I always think of the movie Basic with John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson, mm. which... I don't know if that's actually a good movie, but we watched it a lot as kids. I think it was always on TNT. Like, I've seen that movie like 10 times, but I was so many times. 12 years old, I think. I liked it, dude. I think it is a good movie. I don't know, because sometimes when I go back and watch things, I'm like, I wish I had, because it's not as good as I remember. But I'm going to pick that up. A lot of night vision in that, though. A lot of military people killing each other. It, it was a lot of fun. Uh, so let's get to the story. The military using red night vision instead about the red light demons of Vietnam. I explain this phenomenon. This is a really fascinating chapter in paranormal research and observations. And this whole, whole episode took place in roughly 60 days. It appears that this could have been around 1965, based on everything I've been putting together. So what happened was during the Vietnam War, the U.S. Army patented and used a new night vision goggle, which were red, red night vision goggles. Uh, currently, and since this time, uh, we're only using green night vision goggles. And the theory was that the red night vision goggles maintained the um, eye's daylight sensitivity, so it was easier for the human eye to switch from daytime to night vision because red light doesn't force the eye to adapt to low light conditions. Also, because the red light stimulates the brain's neurons, increases reflex time and spatial awareness. So on paper, this sounded great, Ian. We still use red lights in camping. Yeah, yeah, we do. And I mean, flares. Now I do think they have a lot of green light flares these days, but plenty of red light flares for a long time and that's kind of the reasoning was it's a little bit easier for your eye to adapt to the darkness with red light yeah and if you ever been camping and used it, it actually is really helpful like it's not it's as so exciting. helpful yeah and it's like yeah your eyes don't have a hard time with the world around you like if you have the white light shooting out i've never tested green light but i imagine that it's not the most helpful either well, green light's just a different spectrum. You know, mm -hmm. I think the red light is just, it's closer to, it's closer to nothingness than white light is. And mm -hmm. green light would be between white light and red light, probably. Yeah, yeah. Well, Chris, I mean, those lights sounded really awesome, but they start having some issues. So these new goggles were issued mainly to airborne troops. However, it's notable that the officers and the pilots of helicopters were ordered not to wear them. So at first, the goggles were a real hit with the troops. But then about a week later, with the, uh, everyone using the red night vision goggles, their behavior started changing. 
the men started acting strangely. They, they started talking about things that nobody else could see. And they were fixated, and this is real important, they were fixated on staring at treetops. Then they started having discipline problems and actually began fighting among themselves. So the goggles are changing people's perceptions. Yeah, they're starting to bug out, basically, and act real weird. Okay, so let's take out the paranormal demon aspect. Do you think it has something to do with the amount of time that they're they're looking in this world and having kind of their perception changed? It, it probably does mess with your brain a little bit. So I think the thing is, is that it wasn't happening with the green night vision. So if we take it outside the paranormal aspect of it, it would need to be something about the color red that was putting people in a bad mood, which I, is possible. There is a lot of color color theory where people who are in red rooms can act more aggressive than people who yeah. are in like calming blue rooms or something like that. So it wouldn't shock me if people were a bit more of a jerk um, if they were having to stare at red all night versus stare at like green, which they may think is a calming color. Well, I think I remember seeing a paper where they did a study where if you had a red team versus a blue team, you were statistically more likely to win if you were the red team. And they thought it had something to do with aggression. Oh. That it's just this, this minute, just addition, right? That over the statistical analysis that the red team will win. Oh, that's interesting. So uh, I have, listen, you don't have to tell me that there are things in the world that give just that little that little push right and red light and you just like wearing it all night long and then going to bed right after that you know you pretty much live with this thing on your head for for days at a time in a high stress environment looking for enemies like yeah, this this is gonna mess with your brain chemistry for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely possible, man. The interesting thing though is that he points out the helicopter pilots being told not to use them, which I think is odd because I don't totally know what he's insinuating there. But I think he's insinuating that the military thought that something could be wrong with them, so they didn't he, want the people who were piloting to be wearing it. He was going for the conspiracy thing. My immediate thought on that was that they're not good at long distances. And also, I don't think they're very good in, like, looking at the sky. Like, if you're looking at trees and stuff, they help. But if you have this, like, thing in your face, and then also, like, people are shooting up flares and they're shooting up guns and stuff, I just imagine that it would totally mess with your vision as a pilot when they would want you to be like as clear eyed as possible. Yeah. I don't know. Cause that would be a question of do pilots normally wear night vision? I would think that they do actually, because like if they're in Vietnam, it's not like there's a bunch of lights and stuff around. That's true. I have no idea. I have no I idea, I but know. I can, I can see why the military would not want them wearing night vision. I can also just see them not wanting them to wear the new night vision. It's like, right. Y'all are flying the thing. Just wear the old stuff until we've tested it out. I don't know. I, I didn't really feel a conspiracy there, but it felt like he was trying to make one. Yeah. So who knows? So the gunners start to increasingly 
lose grip with reality a little bit, Chris. Let's let's see what happens. It was on routine patrol over a relatively peaceful area, so there was no combat. Several helicopters were flying together in formation. Now remember, the pilots and the officers were under strict orders not to wear the red night vision goggles. Other troops on board wore them, and in one helicopter, this gunner on the starboard, the right side, who was manning a 50 caliber machine gun, suddenly opened fire without being ordered to do so. The thing is, he wasn't firing at anything on the ground. He was firing at, at something at their same altitude, although other than the squadron's fellow helicopters, there was nothing else in the sky at their attitude. The other choppers, choppers started engaging in invasive maneuvers because all of a sudden a 50 caliber machine gun's firing out of this one. Oh my God, dude! What did he think he saw a demon flying up there with him? He thought he was shooting at demons. Oh my lord! The officer on board ordered the gunner to cease fire. The gunner cried out he was shooting at demons. He kept screaming demons. He said they're horrible. They have horns and they're flying toward the chopper and they're coming for him. So the officer ordered the gunner to remove the red night vision goggles. He saw the gunner as a young guy who was sweating profusely. His eyes were dilated. So the officer was thinking, all right, he's probably under the influence of heroin. He's hallucinating. Right. Yeah. And, but then the officer um, tried the night, red night vision goggles, and immediately he said, oh, I'll, I'll leave out the expletive. Um, he saw several grotesque winged humanoid creatures flying up from the treetops below toward the helicopter. Somehow, the creatures knew he could see them because they pointed at him, gestured at him, and flew right at him. Immediately pulled off the goggles, and the creatures vanished. Or did they? Or did WTF, they? WTF, mate! Dude, that's crazy! Isn't that like a really spooky story? That's a very, very spooky story. I don't like it at all. Yeah, and this is where we get into the light, because if demons are waves, right, like we started with, then if you can see in the right frequency, then it would be possible to see the demons. That's what I'm saying, dude. That was my immediate thought. Like, what if the military, for whatever reason, just accidentally hit upon the right frequency? And that's every, all, like, all energy, dude, is just a wave frequency. We can see a tiny little bit of it that is visible light. But if demons are on our, like, plane of reality and not in another dimension, then maybe this would be possible. That's, I don't know. That's a terrifying prospect. You know what I was imagining, too? And this is to a very select few people out there. But uh, in the Justice League movie there are these like weird little demons that are associated with Steppenwolf. And that's what I was picturing these as when they just have like these butterfly wingy things that are flapping around, just like flying above the treetops in Vietnam. That's kind of what I'm seeing here. That's my head cannon. Where, where does he get this information? Oh, we'll, we'll get to that. Don't worry. We'll get okay. to that. All right. Okay. All right. That, that was my first thought because if this is, if this is recorded, in government documents, I'm going to be truly freaked out. Don't worry. Ian Puttett has our back, dude. He he doesn't just okay. let things sit. He digs into okay. to what okay. we good. actually have. Yeah. All right. Good. Good. Okay. So right now, though, dude, I'm freaking out a little bit. It's a scary story. Because here's the thing. Demons would definitely be hanging out in Vietnam in the 70s. 
Yeah, that's true. I mean, what a great yeah. place to be hanging out as a demon. If you're into like all the bad parts of humanity, that's probably where you want to be. Oh my gosh. Like, that war. If you feed off negativity, that's got to be a delicious morsel. And like general war crimes, like that's a, that's where you want to be. Oh yeah, dude. There was a lot of bad stuff happening. I've seen Apocalypse Now, man. So I was basically there. That's right. right. <laughs> that's yeah, that I've works. been Nam in the cinema. <laughs> well, and the other thing too is like this wasn't just one guy. Apparently, it was happening to a lot of folks. Here's the thing, Ian. According to legend, according to the the stories that have come out of this, this wasn't an isolated incident. For weeks, reports kept coming in about flying monsters spotted by soldiers who wore the red night vision goggles. Even though officers were under orders not to wear them, some did and described seeing what they described as gargoyles or demons. But then when they took off the red night vision goggles, they saw nothing. However, anyone who wore them said the creatures immediately could see them. In other words, the the creatures knew the soldiers could see them, which prompted them to come at them. Oh, dude, they're no doubt they're like somewhat telepathic or whatever the word is, right? Their sixth sense has to be way more developed than ours. But what were they going to do? Like, were they going to attack the guy who saw them? And what would attacking even mean? Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, like, I don't understand what they're because like. I think we we can say that the demons were not actively like stabbing people because I don't I haven't heard of anyone saying that random wounds start showing up on people's bodies, right? Like right. what would I guess maybe it would be like a possession of some sort if they were to attack you, right? They just like get in your body. I think it's one of those things personally where I imagine the vast majority of us don't really track to these entities Mm -hmm. right and so being singled out is probably not a good thing yeah i think it would need to be a singled out for possession though like in terms of what it would like why would they come towards you i guess they're just like oh this guy can see us let's go in his body if we're thinking of this is lore head canon yeah you know what i mean but i'm 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 giving some due diligence to our uh, Judeo-Christian brothers and sisters. But my thinking on this is that there's probably positive and negative entities out there, right? And so having these negative entities in your life will increase the negative things that are going to start happening to you. Well, and that's an excellent point as well, Chris, is that we are approaching this with the Judeo-Christian framework with the lore and it could be that they're not demons at all they're just something in a different reality or different wavelength that uh, are hanging out you know what i mean they don't necessarily have to be demons you're totally right well you called them demons at the very beginning so that's why i was thinking that they were demons but you're totally right these could just be entities Mm -hmm. right and them being it may be, and then maybe they're everywhere, right? So they just have just that they're happening to be in the Vietnam War. The reason that we're seeing them is not because they're there because of the war, they're always there. We just have the US military technology that we accidentally just kind of created a vision 
into a different reality and not really a different reality. It's our reality. It's just at a frequency in which we can't behold. Yeah. Well, and regardless, you know, whatever they were, it did really screw these soldiers up. Right. Excuse me. Use of the red night vision goggles, Ian, was abruptly canceled after 60 days. The military confiscated all of them. However, in the wake of this, anyone who wore those goggles, they were mentally unstable for months after the experience. See, and that almost gives some credence to my thoughts that being singled out by these things is maybe not a good thing. Yeah, they got to you somehow. Yeah. It could be. Because, I mean, when, if you take the glass, the, the night vision goggles off, doesn't make them go away. It just makes you not see them. So they could have just kept coming at you. Or you're known. You're a known quantity. You've seen the other realm. You've you've penetrated a space you're not supposed to penetrate. It's kind of like our guy from the flip side. He Everyone right. knows about him. Right. He's a troublemaker. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Very similar. Very similar. Well, I did promise you that Ian would dig in, Chris, and he is a bit skeptical on some of these claims. So let's let's check in with uh, with Mr. Ian Punnett here. Let's go, Ian. According to the legend, they confiscated those particular night vision glasses uh, that were treated with the diacine dye that had this infrared possibilities, and they the ones that were able to see demons what according to the story happened to the people you mentioned that they had mental issues and stuff but but shouldn't there be massive research today shouldn't you shouldn't we be selling these red night vision glasses so that people can go outside and see the demons that are outside of their home if, if that's happening well i've been um researching this for some time and i can't find any of the Vietnam era red night vision goggles available. I mean, I can see why the military wouldn't want this technology out. Yeah, but to Ian's point, it's just red versus green. Like, why can't we just make it? I think there was probably more to it than that. Yeah. I think there may be some stuff with whatever the glass. It was the combination of things that the military did that allowed us to perceive a, I'm just going to say dimension for lack of a better word, but perceive a dimension we're not supposed to be able to perceive. Yeah. Yeah. It could be that. I don't know. Just, I feel like it's not that hard to do it. You know, maybe there's something special in the wiring, but these are, goggles that just adjust the range of visual of visible light right like why can't you just cycle through the like the waves are waves and waves have frequencies so if you just cycle through the frequencies i don't understand why you wouldn't be able to see it i i'm not i'm not you're not giving light and frequency it's it's uh it's comeuppance i think it's a, <laughs> it's more difficult than you just like throwing around like it would be super easy to do and then also, you got to remember, especially at this time, we still have plenty of Nazis in uh, research and development in the 
American military industrial complex. You're telling me that, let's just say, all that, like, they know way more stuff than I do, and they're super into the occult. You're telling me that they didn't put some, like, magic voodoo or something into this? I don't know, dude. I do not know. You're, I didn't account for the Nazi magic voodoo component of the night yeah. vision goggles. That is a possibility. You're right. All right, so let's let's see what other evidence we have. Let's Let's get more into it. And I read, I actually got hold of um, a U.S. Army, um, it's now unclassified, it was a, a, a report on the use of night vision devices by U.S. Army units in Vietnam. And I went through every single, you know, being the lawyer, I went through the entire document and looked for everything. And all it said, it, it didn't mention any red night vision goggles, but it did mention a number with defective parts that had to be basically uh, taken taken back. And I, you know, and I'm not saying that 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 is uh, military code speak for oh gosh, we have something right. here that's a problem. <laughs> you know, Houston, we have a problem. But um, certainly, it sent uh, sent my spidey sense tingling. It's an interesting point. What is that line? I thought that was a I thought that was a pretty good I thought that was a pretty good find on his part. You know, here's the thing though, is that I don't think like if we had more evidence, I think it would be a bit more interesting, but there does seem to be a pretty big lack of evidence here, and there being at some point faulty night vision goggles doesn't totally shock me. I mean yeah. How often are the electronics faulty, especially in the 70s, you know, that gets sent out? Right. Like, it could just be there was a faulty batch, and it's something more than that. Well, what we really needed was how many units or how much money. Because if it's actually a pretty sizable chunk of money, and it's a ton of units, then he may he may be onto something. But if it, if it just seems like it's, it really is just spare parts then he doesn't really have anything. Why would a big chunk of money point to it being the red night vision goggles? Because they had to replace whole units. Oh, and not just like parts? And not just parts. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't totally know. But yeah, I just, I want something a little more conclusive, like it actually being said that yeah. they are red in some way. You know Some I mean? numbers, some numbers, some data would have been nice on yeah. that little piece of evidence but i'm gonna go ahead and say that he he may have a little taste of something here it's yeah, it's a single data point i need a lot more you know i need a lot more for sure uh but ian you know Ian agrees with me here chris you know why can't we just make these so let's see what uh what mark anthony has to say about that that this would if this were as we discussed if the paranormal really just lesser understood normal circumstances then we should be able to just make them we don't need there was they weren't magic it wasn't like somebody waved a wand over them if 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 even if it's just a matter of taking the army's uh, currently available military surplus green um nighttime vision goggles taking out those lenses and putting in red ones we should be able to replicate those red goggles right one would think so uh 
So Ian's trying to refute my point, but my point there, Ian, <laughs> if I can if I can defend myself, yeah. my point was is that I don't think it's just I think it has to do with the bright light of red along with if I'm imagining these night vision goggles like I think I am, you're you're seeing it through a camera display, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I'm imagining whatever they had, whatever they were recording at, along with the red light, what, whatever that weird chemistry that, again, I think the Nazis definitely had something to do with, they accidentally perceived a, a underneath dimension. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, they dig a bit more in on this that I think could help uh, the discussion as well. So here's a little, little bit more on the like, but why can't we just make it question? And everybody wants to get a hand, their hands on these Vietnam era goggles. I think the answer to your question is it's the process of how the and dye is actually applied. I think just painting a, a lens red with that dye. I don't know if that's enough. I think there may be a process because everything I read is it is put between two pieces of glass. Um, so, so there is a lot more to this than just looking at red lights. But here's an interesting thing. So, so the military confiscates the red night vision goggles, replaces them with green, and then reports of UFOs has gone off the scale by military personnel using green night vision goggles. That's weird. Yeah, but Mark, I think Mark agrees with you, right? That there's something else to this. Like you can't just right. say like, oh, make it red um, and it suddenly works. Like there's something else going on potentially that caused it but also the the fact that green night vision helps you see ufos is just kind of fun and makes me want to get night vision goggles get you some green night vision goggles and go out and look at the stars and dude i know enough ufo lore to know that those gis were seeing ufos everywhere in vietnam is that right all over the place dude that was in behold the pale horse too i well he was in a sub though so no, I no, no. He, was, that... he was on a gunner boat in Vietnam. Oh, I thought he was in a sub when he saw the UFO. That was one of his UFO sightings. Okay. He had multiple. Okay. Okay. But yeah, what he was he was basically on like super exposed in a gunner boat going up and down rivers in Vietnam. Dude, if he did see that many UFOs, that must have messed him up. Yeah, I mean, it would mess me up. I just want to see one UFO, let alone multiple, you know. I don't know if I want to see one. And I want to see a ghost. Really want to no. see a ghost. And I don't want to see one of these gargoyle demons. I would I want to see anything. I just want to no. experience something. That is the the life goal I have is to experience something. All right, let's keep on going. All right. Well, another little neg in uh in this story, Chris, is there aren't actually any real people associated with this. It's more of an urban legend here. Evidence. And I have studied this um, the red light demons and the uh, Dysinum goggles story inside and out, and I have searched for names of of the troops. Um, there's one guy who goes around and he says his name is Cliff and that his father was the one who was the officer in the helicopter. 
I cannot find names. I cannot find an official U.S. military report of this, which, you know, if it did happen, I'm, I'm you know, not surprised that it would be classified. So I do want to say this because the thing is, Ian, you and I are credible uh, paranormal investigators, and we have to say that this could be an urban legend. Yes, yeah. could be. It has it all of the characteristics yeah. of an urban legend. Good thing you didn't start with that, Paul. <laughs> I know. Well, it's less fun if you start with that. It's way less fun. Yeah. There's not one person who's ever come forward and said that they've put these goggles on. Yeah, not a single one. Not a single one. There's one guy online whose last name I don't think we know who said his dad put them on. So where does the urban legend come from? I think it's this one dude posting stuff online. That's why we haven't heard about it. It's because it's like a guy. <laughs> that's I'm for, I think that's what was happening. I'm not totally certain, but I think that's what was happening. So where does our psychic lawyer hear about it? Uh, I'm not entirely certain where he got onto the story. Dude, WTF. This is literally <laughs> one guy making up a story on the boards. It's possible. I don't know for certain that there are more people, but he only mentions the one guy posting about this. And he starts writing FOIA requests? Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to do some FOIA requests, man. Come on. The military was like, why does he want to know about night vision goggles in Vietnam? Red light demons. What's wrong with this guy? <laughs> I want anything about demons, red light demons, gargoyles. Yeah. They're like, what is he talking about? <laughs> All right. So Dave gives a bit, uh, our, our boy gives a bit more of an explanation. So here's a little more here. As a medium, I know that there are spirits around us all the time. I'm not afraid of them. Why? Because that's simply the way things are. And maybe if this story is true, maybe there was a fluke maybe there was some type of defect which actually turned into um uh, a dis you know a, an enhancement which enabled people to to see beyond red light into normally invisible infrared and these creatures are or entities are visible within the red infrared spectrum the other possibility is it could be a hallucination. So here's the thing, dude. I was super into it, so I'm not going to <laughs> let the complete lack of any evidence <laughs> that this ever happened ruin my good time. Yeah, fair, fair. All right, because I was super into it. But I can also see it being hallucinations for sure, because like, they were smoking a ton of pot. They were all shooting up heroin. Mm -hmm. And they were all suffering from crazy super trauma from being in the middle of a jungle war. Yeah. So, like, let's never forget that, too. That, yeah, if these guys are having some psychological trauma, there's a pretty good reason for that. Yeah, yeah, that's fair, man. And I, I mean, it could have been a hallucination for sure. I would be interested in what I, I'm just confused with the lore. Like we were to say this happened, right? 
The military gave him out. They clearly knew that something could go wrong with this because they were saying officers and pilots shouldn't be using them, right? And then they give him to these, uh, you know, enlisted men. And then they start seeing stuff and firing and they pull him back. Did they know that they would be seeing demons? Like, what was the end goal here? Or is this like a, a freak accident? Where does this specificity come from? Where do these where do these details come from? This guy's story that he was referring to, the one guy who said his dad did it. The what so this one guy, all the story comes from the one guy. Dude, I'm I can't be positive because I haven't dug in super intently in this, but I'm pretty sure all this goes back to one guy. <laughs> oh my and it just comes like an internet legend. So maybe on other places, but like there's no one that actually said that they put these on. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm stuck on this detail part, but that's fine. We well, got that's... the one guy saying this and I just have to remember that. That but is also not... how the internet works, honestly, is that one person says something stupid and if it gets picked up, it's all over the place. Q was one person, supposedly. Yeah. Or like the, uh, the Wayfair conspiracy. Remember right. that they were sending children was one person dropping a dumb post on our conspiracy on Reddit, and it, it blew up from there. Right. That's where it all came from, was this one person. So, Insanity. who knows? Insanity. Insanity. Okay, so anyways, what was your question? I don't even remember now, Chris, but um, okay. here's, here's the Let's thing. Let's keep going. Maybe they weren't demons, and I did want to just play this because we were chatting a bit about that. And when I was retelling the story, remember I said it was very important that the soldiers were fixated on treetops. And I find that interesting, because if this were some type of urban legend, that's not normally the type of detail no. that someone would throw in. Because these entities could be elementals. And I know Disney's got a movie called Elementals coming out, but elementals um, have been reported throughout since the dawn of human history. And they are uh, spirits that are not necessarily concerned with or aligned with human beings. They're more concerned with the elements of nature, air, fire, water, and earth. Ergo, the term elemental, the elements. That's the idea. That's the idea. The <laughs> idea is they are forest guardians. That's a good one. That's a really good one. And they're mad Bing. because you're burning their forest. You're napalm. dropping napalm all over their sanctuary. Yep. No, we just solved it. Bingo. Well, Chris, that will be our story of the red light demons of Vietnam. I mean, scale of one to five flying demons. What do you give our boy Mark Anthony, the psychic lawyer story? Do I give the average of... There's some parts of it that I just freaking love, dude. There's so I was, cool... I'm, yeah, I'm going to give it two ratings. I'm going to give two different ones. I'm going to do, uh, well, I'll just let you go first. But I'm going to, I'm going to offer two ratings here because like the story is awesome. Yeah. The story's great. And I'm going to start writing the screenplay for this one. <laughs> I may have to wait for a while to get it published but that's probably good because I'm not going to write it very quickly. Yeah. But like army accidentally creates a thing that can see. And then we're going to do the full spectrum though. There's like definitely going to be these guardian spirits. Right. But there's also going to be demons. 
mm-hmm. like righteous hell demons. And the American military then has to start fighting these demons in the middle in the middle of the Vietnam War. And so that, I'm just yeah. imagining just like credence in the background and you're fighting demons. That's a pretty cool story, dude. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely definitely a good story. I mean, I'm gonna what what rating are you giving this? I, I guess I haven't given it a rating. Yeah. Uh, three, dude. Three. I'm just gonna cut. I'm gonna cut the baby in half. Okay. Give it a three because, like I said, there's some things that are so awesome yeah. about the story, but at the same time, that it's just one guy posting on the internet disappoints me a little bit. Yeah, and that's why I was gonna give it two ratings. I'm gonna give it four for the story because this genuinely kind of creeped me out. Like the idea that there are demons just flying above the treetops. Because I live like with my back up against what is essentially a forest, and just looking out the window and thinking about demons flying above there legitimately scared me. Especially because you can't see them without special goggles. Great horror movie. I'm going to give it a one for evidence because there is no evidence this happened and I'm going to put nothing, no stock into this occurring and I'm just going to treat it as an urban legend until something more substantial actually comes out. But it doesn't seem to be real in my opinion. That's probably the right rating. <laughs> That's probably the right rating. Yeah. Well, that will be our episode for this week. We will be back next Thursday with another post on our public feed. But as always, you can support us on our Patreon for as little as $2 a month to keep the show running. Uh, We appreciate you all, and we'll see you again soon. All conspiracy, all the time. Later.